You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. To overcome the anxiety in our lives, it is a matter of what I think is daily, simple disciplines. My guest today is my friend David Lamar. He wrote a book called How to Cripple Anxiety, and he's here to tell us about it. Welcome to the show, David. Well, hello. I am just so honored to be here. I want to say a special thank you to, to Brett for inviting me on. My name is David Lamar. I'm an executive pastor uh, in Abilene, Texas. Uh, grew up in church. I'm a pastor's kid. Uh, before 2020 and before the lockdowns, I could literally count on two hands uh, the Sundays I was not uh, in church, <laughs> like physically in the building. And so love the local church, grew up doing the local church. As I said, my dad's the pastor, mom was the worship pastor. And so now I'm an executive pastor. I was in youth ministry for about 10 years. And uh, now I'm an executive pastor at a church in Abilene, Texas, Fountain Gate Fellowship. And I, I'm, I feel really honored to be on this podcast, especially just because we have such a huge Celebrate Recovery program at our church. Matter of fact, I think probably over half of our members have either gone through recovery or are currently in recovery, uh, 12 steps programs and, and all of those different things. And so it's such a huge honor to be here. I love Brett. Brett, I love what you're doing with this podcast. This is a subject that's really close to my heart. Even when I was uh, at my dad's church, when I was younger, we had a program called CPR and uh, essentially it was a celebrate recovery type of program. And uh, so this is something that I've, I've kind of been around in some regard. I've never really struggled with chemical dependency in some of these ways, uh, but it's something that has definitely always been close to my heart and especially being around our church and my dad's church. So I love what you're doing, man. Thank you for, for having me on. This is great. Absolutely, man. I'm so grateful that you could come on today and, and talk about your book, man, because I think that that is something that we need, especially now, man, with with the 2020 that we had and who knows yeah. what the future is going to hold. I mean, if, yeah. if you aren't, if you aren't struggling with depression or anxiety or one of those things, like I feel like a good, a good percentage of people are. So I think the book is right on time. Yeah, no, if you, if you didn't have anxiety issues before 2020, <laughs> you probably do now. <laughs> and so <laughs> just, just is such an unpredictable year. I mean, my gosh. Um, and and I do want I did want to say something kind of right off the the top with this, you know, my devotional. So it's it's titled "How to Cripple Anxiety," exclusively on on Amazon Kindle and then paperback on Amazon. Uh, but how to cripple anxiety? And Brett, like I was honestly a little nervous to like name it that because there's there's I I want to make this distinction. There's two I think two kind of groups of people that struggle with anxiety. I think there are those that legitimately uh, need some medical, uh, maybe some medicine to help them regulate their emotions. Like there legitimately can be some, some chemical things that need to come alongside and help and, and some maybe even counselors, things to help walk through that. And so I was kind of nervous to name it how to cripple anxiety because I didn't want to diminish, um, you know, some of the things that people legitimately go. It's not just like a uh, all right, well, stop feeling bad, you know, just feel better, you know, just stop being sad. You know, I, I don't think that is always the case for everyone by any means. Um, so there's that one group. 
And then there's another group of people, which I think majority of us fall into, that because of lack of spiritual maturity and because of lack of emotional maturity, we just don't know how to handle the waves of emotion that come. We don't know how to handle stress. We don't know how to handle anxiety. And so when we live through, especially a year like 2020, where the world is so unpredictable, the world is so uncertain, we really don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, that because of our, frankly, I think lack of spiritual and emotional maturity, um, anxiety ends up crippling and paralyzing us when actually I think Jesus and I think the Holy Spirit can enable us and help us and empower us to actually even cripple our anxiety. And so this is a devotional. This book is a devotional and, and it's meant to be paired with scripture. I'm I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm not a licensed counselor. I'm not I'm not pretending to to know, know more about the subject than I do. This is a spiritual approach to this problem. This is a biblical approach to this problem. And so I'm not trying to diagnose anybody. I'm not trying to do any of those sort of things. I think there are two groups of people. And I think the second one, the one where I think majority of us fall into, this is to help you understand and see a spiritual side to overcoming your anxiety. I love the point that you're making about there being about there basically being uh, two different groups of, of people, man. I, I like that because I think most of the time when we talk about it on the podcast, we're talking about the side of you need to go see a therapist. You need to to get your chemical balances right. And I agree, man. I, I definitely think that there are two different categories and, and a lot of people fall into the category that your book discusses. So I love that we're taking a look at a different aspect, a different side of anxiety. I can definitely say I've felt some anxiety this past year, man. It's been it's been a roller coaster journey, man. A lot of uncertainty yeah. and I think your book can definitely help a lot of people, man. So I can't wait to get a copy of it and check it out. Yeah. And I, for you personally, like we were talking before we were recording, you know, you guys got pregnant, I'm assuming, in, in 2020. You said your guys are due next month. It's awesome. Congrats. And and like with with that, like <laughs> we just had our first uh, a year ago uh, in two weeks. He's about to turn a year uh, in two weeks from now. And um, yeah, Having a kid in 2020, having a year, having a kid in the first of the year of 2021, that can add a lot of anxiety to to the things that you're feeling, especially as first time parents, which we are. And I know, as you mentioned, you guys are going to be as well. And so it's like, man, just a level of of uncertainty. But my approach with with how to cripple anxiety and in my approach with this devotional is really just simple, pointed little points of kind of addressing some of the smaller things that I think can kind of creep up and creep in. And one of the things I mentioned in the book a couple times, and I think it's very important, is as believers, uh, as, as Jesus followers, I don't believe we have a power problem. I believe we have a perspective problem. Mm. And the difference in that I mean in that is I, I, I believe in Jesus. I, I love Jesus. I, I want to follow Jesus as closely as I can. And I believe that when you follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. The, the The power of God, the Bible says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us as believers. So it's not a power problem. You know, Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what it means. Jesus Christ, he's our, he's our savior. It's not a power problem. If God is really for us, if God's for us, who can be against us? It's not a power problem. You're, it's not that you're not strong enough. It's not that you're not capable. If God be in you, who could be against you? 
it's a perspective problem. A lot of times we know that truth in our head, but our heart is not walking through it. Our heart is not engaged in it. And so we we understand the concept of, yeah, God's good. Okay, yeah, God's big. Okay, yeah, oh, God's amazing. We We understand that even maybe in a sense of like, the logic of it or the uh, the the intellectual side of i get that concept but the reality of my emotional life the reality of my thought life does not reflect i do not carry the perspective of what my brain knows to be true and so the the book is really to kind of help point people into the right perspective because i i believe that to overcome the anxiety, talking about the second group here, to overcome the anxiety in our lives, it is a matter of what I think is daily, simple disciplines. I think sometimes we have built up wrong habits and wrong disciplines in our mind to where our mind has no leash on it. Our our thought has no leash and it just runs wild. We think about whatever our brain, I mean, especially, okay, so um, just having it, having a kid, when we're in the the hospital room and and my wife is is giving birth, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm watching what's happening and I'm just thinking, oh my god, literally anything crazy could happen in this moment. Like, what is going on? It's like an episode of Alien. It's like, what is happening? You know, your brain is just like going through a thousand different scenarios in your mind, and a lot of times we people don't have any discipline to build up things of, of what the Bible talks about, fixing your thoughts. And I think that's what, what we have to learn how to do is we have to learn to fix my, I have to fix my thoughts. Uh, and it's possible. I think a lot of times people don't even realize that it is possible to do, you know? And that kind of reminds me, I had a conversation with a friend a, a few days ago and we were talking about, and it kind of goes hand in hand with what you're talking about. We were talking about 12-step program, but we were saying, there's a big difference of being able to go in there for an hour a day and quote out of the book and and share really nice and and say the right words. It's a totally different thing to then leave and actually apply that book knowledge into my life. It's the same thing that you're talking about. It's great to know those things in my head, but I have to I have to live those. I have to practice those things that I know, and that can be really difficult. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that's why um, resources like this can be so important. You know, one of the things that what I've seen to be really true at Celebrate Recovery here at our church and and for the people that are in recovery um, at our church is you have to have community. Man, if you don't have like the right people around you, like it's just I mean, I've seen so many people in just in our church, like fall back into bad habits and fall back into addictions and fall back to to those those things because they isolated them, themselves and you know 2020 was such an isolating year for so many people it felt so alone in a sense you know locked down can't go to church can't do this movie theaters are closed i mean just even a sense of i have something to do got shot down so much you know and one of the things i talk about uh, in in this devotional is being isolated does not mean you are alone. And I think one of the things we have to learn is to be able to turn our loneliness into alone time with God. You know, David in the in the Bible, King David, he he went through a season where 
his boss, the king, King Saul, was literally trying to kill him. I mean, literally was taking spears and throwing it at him. And never once did David attack Saul. He matter of fact, he had two opportunities to literally cut his head off while he was sleeping, and he didn't do it. And he, through all of this, he he was alone, and he ran off into the wilderness. He lived in the woods. He had these these other like six hundred guys that ended up following David's mighty men, and he had all this little band of people. But for the large part of all of it, he was alone. He was isolated. But in those moments, David learned how to turn his loneliness into alone time with God. And David goes on to be known as a man after God's own heart, the apple of God's eye. And so I think, um, you know, that's a skill that can be learned. That is something that can be learned. And I think for us, we have to learn how to have the right resources around us. I think this book, How to Cripple Anxiety, can be a resource to to do those things because just like anybody in recovery, if you don't have the right resources, if you don't have the right people around you, I don't want to say it's impossible, but I mean, it's it's going to be really hard, a really uphill battle for for you to overcome those things. And I think anxiety is no different. I'm right there with you, man. And and if if we're serious about this, we might as well give ourselves the best odds. And I agree. Community is a huge, huge aspect of recovery. At least it has been for me personally, like making those relationships, finding out that other people are like me and they've gone through similar situations and had similar thoughts and feelings. And yeah, and 2020 has been challenging because, you know, the majority of our meetings have have gone to Zoom and. You know, I'm not I'm not here to knock it. I, I'm not going to say I don't like Zoom, but there, it's just not quite the same as being in person. But but I love the point you brought up about about the isolation and, and using that as a as an opportunity, using that as quiet time. Like that's one of the things that I've been really trying to push in 2020 with with the free time that I have is just trying to set aside some time for me you know have that quiet time have that yeah. time to talk to god like make that important uh because i know life gets so busy and, and there's so many things going on and it's like mm-hmm. we got that reset button like okay now i can i can see what my priorities are you know some of the things that i thought were so important they aren't because they're not even around anymore or they're not they're not as important as i really thought they were so yeah i love that point you know, um, earlier when when the stuff really started going down, I guess really in March of 2020, and, and stuff was starting to close. And 2019, uh, the Lord really took me on a journey to understanding Sabbaths, and um, it was something that I honestly, man, like, and I went to Bible school, like, and all that. Stuff. I never really studied Sabbaths ever. Like, I, I didn't even have a really strong concept of what a today version of a Sabbath should look like. And so in 2019, really the whole year, the Lord was just kind of dealing with me about Sabbathing. And I think Sabbathing is such a key and important part. It's it's a command. I mean, it is a commandment. And not only is it a commandment, it's the only one that God actually says, remind people about this. I think because we have such a tendency to forget. And not only that, but American culture is so western culture is so fast paced we are so busy matter of fact i think this is where some of our anxiety comes from is because we have such a <clears throat> i want to say this in the right way because i don't want to diminish some people but i think some people view their anxiety as a badge of honor 
it's almost like this. I'm so busy, man. Ask anybody how they're doing. Hey, man, how you doing? <sighs> busy. Like, it's almost like I'm proud that I'm stressed out of my freaking mind. And I, I don't I don't think that's healthy. And I think, honestly, in a lot of ways, 2020 was the Lord. I think not that he caused or, or did any of that sort of stuff, but I think he took advantage of the moment and really taught a lot of people, even what you were just saying, to come back to a Sabbath, to come back to a quiet time. There's a scripture in Second Chronicles. I won't go too much into like biblical history, but there was a time and a period where the children of Israel were actually sent into exile. That's where you may know the story of Daniel's in the lion's den, and there was this other king he didn't bow to, and the statue he didn't bow to. They were all in exile at that time. And so right before all that goes down, um, there's a verse that says in Second Chronicles, there's a verse that says that, God sent them into exile. They had to go into exile for God to restore the land of Israel from unkept Sabbaths. They were not keeping their Sabbaths. And so they had to go away for 70 years for that time to be restored for the land to heal because of unkept Sabbaths. And I think in the same way, God maybe took advantage of 2020 in a way that to restore us from unkept Sabbaths, you know, that there's. Because Sabbath is, Sabbath is going to come to you one way or another. You, you have to take times of rest. What a lot of times we end up doing is we run so freaking hard that we eventually snap, we burn out, we get tired and frustrated, and then we're either forced to Sabbath. We won't see it that way, but we're either then forced to Sabbath by you know, getting pissed off and isolated or medically something happens and we, gotta, we get sick, we got to take a break, whatever. And so we have to learn that Sabbath should be a discipline just like any other thing. And I think a lot of our anxiety actually comes from a place of not knowing how to be still, not knowing how to be quiet, not knowing how to be alone, not knowing how to really just my my isolation doesn't have to mean I'm alone, that my loneliness can actually turn into alone time with God. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I think with a lot of it, man, like the. Sabbathing is a lot bigger than um, it's a lot bigger than just I. Hey, I got to read my Bible for five minutes every morning. Hey, I need to pray a prayer. I think a lot of times we reduce spiritual practices to uh, to do lists, and I think that's a really unhealthy approach of how to do. It. It, it's it, it would be better for me to spend ten minutes meditating on one verse than to just read through 10 chapters for the sake of, of doing it. I think a lot of times we miss the biggest importance of devotion. I mean, this is a big part of why I wrote a devotional, uh, specifically about anxiety, is it, it forces you to take a moment, sit down, take a step back, look inward, and really analyze, where is my emotional health right now? How am I handling things? There's three, there's three parts to every devotional inside of this book. It's a 21-day devotional, so it's kind of laid out by the day, and there's three parts inside of each 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 uh, day. There's either a story or a personal kind of thing from me or something that we'll talk about in Scripture, and then there's a pointed question, which leads you to a kind of a moment of reflection. And I actually, in the physical copy, the Kindle version, this is impossible, obviously, but in the paperback, there's even a blank space where you can even journal something down, write something down. And then there's verses that coincide with the devotional. And I purposely did that because I think it's super important 
to not just skim through readings, not just to skim through certain things, but to actually allow God access into my heart. And, and that does not happen unless there's time given. You know, I, I don't think you can really speed date your way into marriage. You're not going to marry the person unless you've actually spent some intimate time with them, gotten to know their heart, understanding their convictions. That does not happen, you know, quickly. <laughs> you can feel that connection maybe quickly, sure, but there's a level of like access that you have to give that person. And I think sometimes we almost view the Lord as a supplementive thing into what I'm already trying to do in my life, that Jesus is a supplement to the mission I'm trying to accomplish in my life, which there's a side to that, that there is a partnership with God, sure. But way more than that, Jesus is not the supplement. He's the substance. You know, he's he's what I'm, I'm trying to live my life for. And I can't get on that same page unless I slow myself down enough, quiet my heart long enough to really hear his voice. And I think a lot of our anxiety, a lot of our stress comes from us, honestly, not taking enough time to just slow down. I mean, even in 2020, talking to people, it's like, because nothing's going on. You have really next to no reason to be like crazy, crazy, crazy busy in like years past. But then even like talking to people is like, man, how's things going? Oh, busy doing, trying to do this. Did it. Like, people don't know how to slow down. People do not know how to, how to really take their time and, and listen. And I think, I think if we could understand how to do that, I think we would see a huge uh, change in uh, our anxiety and in our mental kind of life. That's a that's another great point, man. I I'm I'm guilty of it too, man. Here I am. I have a little bit of free time where I can finally slow down, and I'm like, oh, I should start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm definitely I'm definitely guilty of that as well. So we're kind of coming towards the end of the of the show. Usually I just like to open the floor up for the guests to talk about whatever it is that's on their heart. It doesn't have to be on the topic that we've been talking about, just whatever whatever it is that you feel like you you want the listeners to know. Well, Brett, I just want to say thank you again, man. I so appreciate you allowing me this this opportunity. I love what you're doing with this. I think recovery is is something that needs to be talked about more. I think more people are in recovery or should be in recovery than even they realize. And I don't think it even has to be necessarily just straight up chemical dependency stuff. But I think we are all clinging and holding on to to things that uh, just ultimately comes out to be unhealthy. And I think we have to learn how to handle and, and, and learn those things and, and understand those those kinds of addictions. And so I love that you're talking about all this. I love that you're addressing these things, mental health and and um, um, chemical dependency and all that. I think it's so important. And and I think uh, this book, you know, How to Cripple Anxiety, this this devotional, I think it can be a great resource for you if, if to anyone listening, that if you, this is something that you struggle with, that if anxiety is something that you struggle with, if you feel like your, your mental life, if you feel like your thought life is running you more than you're running it, I think this can be a great resource in your hand. And, you know, you, you mentioned 2020, you started this, this podcast. And I think that's, that's awesome. And I, and I, I love that. I think there are things that we will discover inside of ourselves 
that if we choose to slow down long enough, we'll realize other dreams, other desires, other things that the Lord, I believe, has put there, like Brett, for you, even this podcast, that there's things that are on the inside of you that when we can understand to, to slow down, not to let anxiety into the driver's seat, not to let fear into the driver's seat, not to let stress and worry dominate our thought life, but when we can choose to put those things in the rightful place, I think we'll see our lives with so much more clarity. You know, like I said, it's not a power problem. It's a perspective problem. And I got to get the right perspective. I got to fix my thoughts. And so I hope that this this little devotional can be a big help uh, to a lot of people. Um, I, I know that these are things that I've lived. These are things that I've walked through. These are things that I've preached for years. And so, uh, yeah, you can find it on on Amazon if you just search either my name, David Lamar, or um, the the title, How to Cripple Anxiety. It should pop up. Um, and then there's the Kindle version, and then there's the paperback version. And then also, if you'd like, uh, I do have an Instagram. That's kind of mainly where I do all my social media stuff. I have a Facebook, but I mean... I'm never really on Facebook that much, but my Instagram is just my name, David Lamar, L-E-M-A-R-R. Everyone spells my name wrong. It's spelled the white way, not the black way, L-E-M-A-R-R, not (laughs) L-A-M-A-R. Well, David, thank you again, man. I'm excited to check out the book. Love what you're doing, man. Love your heart. I'm just so grateful you came on to the show today and, and shared with the listeners what you're working on. Thank you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. Appreciate it. David, thank you so much again for coming on and telling us about your book, How to Cripple Anxiety. I would encourage you guys to pick up a copy on Amazon. The link for his book will be in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.